When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, before you destroy me in the comments, people, I need you to understand. Yadier Molina, all, after all the names we've listed, in my opinion, and stats back this up, is the best defensive catcher of all time. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dugout Episode 2, just in time for October baseball. You already know what time it is. I'm Cardinals fanatic AJ Caldwell, a 700 home run fan of Albert Pujols, and that is the Yankees ride or die guy, Drew Zagrosi, a 62 home run fan of Aaron Judge. Drew, how are you doing over there, my yes, guy? Yes, sir. How I'm doing great, man. Episode 2, I'm so hyped. October baseball's here, like you said. Got a lot to talk about. I think we should just get right into it. Let's get right into it. We are going to get into Drew's kitchen later on about what his reaction was to Aaron Judge and potentially a funny story about his 61st home run that I'm really looking forward to, for you guys to be able to hear. But let's get right into it. We got a lot of different segments today, and we will finish with giving our thoughts as we prepare for October baseball. But I'm looking forward to this. Drew, let's start it right off. Let's lead it off. We are the team. We are the ride. Let's get right into it. Mount Rushmore of catchers. Yes, we are going to give our Mount Rushmore of catchers. This will be over the next couple weeks, months, years, however long this takes us. We're going to give the Mount Rushmore of each position going from catcher all the way to, we might as well just do DH. I mean, I, I don't care at this point. The, the universal DH rule, I think, is great, and I think that'll be something that we should get into as well. But today, without further ado, Drew, I will give you the floor, sir, first to give your first submission. We're not ranking these. These are just four names that we would put on the Mount Rushmore. Neither of us have been there, correct? So neither of us no. have been to Mount Rushmore. So we have no clue what it actually looks like. But <laughs> nonetheless, we're going to give our Mount Rushmore catchers. Drew, kick us off. All righty. So there's a lot of catchers. Uh, you know, a lot of these catchers actually played more than just catchers. So we have some at first base, one being on my list. And we'll start with Joe Maurer. I grew up watching this man a ton. Uh, just had a really good career batting average with the Twins his whole career. Uh, concussions obviously messed with him, but he had to move over to first base. But one of my favorite catchers, um, great guy in the Twins organization. That's who I got first. Interesting submission. The only reason I didn't put him on my list is, like you said, he played first base a lot of his career. I want the holistic catcher, right? Can they play behind the plate and could they also hit the baseball? My first submission, I'm going to save my best for last. My first submission is going to be Buster Posey. Buster Posey, one of the best catchers of all time. He did play in our era, so it's like, oh, they're being biased because they're so young. No, no, no. You look in the history of baseball, Buster Posey's that guy. He was part of the Dynasty Giants. That joke that everyone said when the Giants won in even years, whether or not it was a joke, it happened. And so Buster Posey was a main centerpiece of that, one of the best catchers of all time and one of the most clutch postseason hitters of all time. I'd also put him in that category. Buster Posey, my first submission. Yes, sir. I actually also had Buster Posey, just really special, that Giants organization. And he's now working with the Giants. He's in the organization. I don't know the exact title, but really clutch hitter, really special to the game of baseball in general. So I also had Buster. Buster Posey, one of the best hitters of all time. 
I don't know what happened to the Giants, but Buster Posey's now one of the partner part part owners or whatever. That will age yeah. you if I've ever heard of something aging you. Buster Posey now being a part owner for the Giants. I'm yes, old. Um, but not really. Uh, my second submission uh, for the Mount Rushmore of catchers, I'm going with Johnny Bench. I'm going with Johnny Bench. Uh, he did play for the Reds the majority of his career, so that's a little bit of a downer for me. But this was way back in the day, Reds, which tells you how long ago it was that Johnny Bench is one of the best catchers of all time. The Reds have been that bad. Uh, you have to go all the way back to the 40s, all the way back to however long ago it was to talk about Johnny Bench. Uh, same thing, 300 hitter, uh, gold gloves, all these things. Didn't win a World Series, but from a talent standpoint, he could hit and he could catch one of the best catchers of all time. Johnny Bench, put him on my Mount Rushmore. Yes, sir. Alrighty. I actually have next Jorge Posada. Yes, Yankees fan here. <laughs> I do have another Yankee, as you'll see on this list later on. But um, I don't know, just a part of that core four, Andy Pettit, Derek Jeter, Mariano, just a really special era of baseball watching that growing up. Um, was really a fan with him. Like you said off camera, actually, the no gloves Posada, no batting gloves. I love that. Yep. Uh, started that trend. But I don't know, he just he won a bunch of World Series with that team, and I feel like I had to put him on here. Had to put him on here. Jorge Posada, the no gloves, bro. I mean, nobody does that anymore. He would rock that till there was no tomorrow, dude. People forget, like, there's these are wooden bats. These aren't like, exactly. oh, it looks wooden. This is an actual, like, wooden bat. You ever got a splinter in your finger? That hurts. Like, yes, no, sir. nobody's business. And Jorge Posada was like, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna, win a, I'm gonna be a part of a Yankees dynasty. So Jorge Posada. Okay. I think we have one of the same names on here, so I'm gonna save that for last. My fourth, or I'll say my third, because the fourth I think we, we have is the same, but my third submission for Mount Rushmore. We've mentioned great athletes. We've mentioned great players. These are guys that Buster Posey, even the, mo the most recent one, has also retired. Drew, this is a guy that's still playing. Yes, sir. He's got a chance to win one more ring, and he's got a chance to do it with, yes, my St. Louis Cardinals. One of my Mount Rushmore catchers of all time is Yadier Molina. Now, before you destroy me in the comments... People, I need you to understand. Yadier Molina, all, after all the names we've listed, in my opinion, and stats back this up, is the best defensive catcher of all time. No cap. He's the best defensive catcher of all time since entering the league in 2004. He has thrown out the, the attempted stolen bases compared to how many people Yadier Molina has thrown out is 400 runners difference between the St. Louis Cardinals and the next team on the list. The Arizona Diamondbacks have over a thousand stolen base attempts on their catchers. The St. Louis Cardinals have less than 600. That is the effect that Yadier Molina has had. And oh, by the way, he's a 277 hitter in the postseason. Come at me. Yadier Molina is one of the best catchers of all time. I have to come on Mount, Rush, Mount Rushmore, and he's got one more chance to do it with, Yadier, with Albert Pujols and with Adam Wainwright. Give me Yadier Molina, bro. I'm tired of it. He's one of the best catchers of all time. For sure, for sure. Um, like you said, he's going to be able to have another chance, another ring with those two guys, Adam Wainwright and Albert Poulos, similar to Jorge Posada, you know, uh, with the quarter four. I mean, just really special uh, guys to each fan base. And um, I don't know. I think I'm really happy for St. Louis fans to be able to watch this uh, postseason. It's going to be really fun. I appreciate really that, fun. Drew. That's, for sure. that's very heartfelt of you. Of course. <laughs> All righty. So our final, I think we both have the final uh, – same catcher on the list. 
Uh, Yogi Berra, just one of the greatest. I mean, so special to the game. Ten World Series rings as a catcher. Uh, just a beloved, a beloved player by like a bunch of people uh, in the league, and um, he's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of catchers. I feel like. Yes, yeah. I, I wanted to defer to you as the Yankees fan to do that. I feel like that was just that was right to do. I get Yadier Molina, you get Yogi Berra. Of course, I won't hold it against you. you. Don't have Yadier Molina on there. I know it's a hot take, but man, you no, look at Yadier Molina's stats. He's it great. Is hard he's great. to argue with. Yeah, it is very hard to argue with. So there you have it. I Yogi Berra, Johnny Bench, Buster Posey, and Yadier Molina. And Drew, you have Joe Maurer, Jorge Posada, yes, Yogi sir. Berra. Very hot. Very hot takes on both sides, but that's what we got. Let us know. Got, Joe Maurer know. And, and Yadier Molina. How, how, how do you guys feel about that? Is that, that rubbing the wrong way? Go That's ahead and roast us if you have to. <laughs> that is the point. Well, Drew, I'm really excited for this next segment because we're a baseball show. We talk all things baseball all the time. And one of the things that we love to do is rag on teams. Now you may not get you guys may not know about us because we cheer for the one number one and number two teams in the history of baseball with the most World Series rings. So you guys, you guys might think, oh, we're on this pedestal, and we just like, yeah, it's basically what we do. We we are on this pedestal. And we do like yes, to talk sir. down on teams. Uh, so from twenty seven World Series rings to eleven World Series rings, let us now talk about another team that. I don't know how many World Series rings they have, but it's going to be a long time since they have one. This is our collapse segment. We're going to talk about a team that won a World Series in the last five to ten years that has fallen off the grid. Might as well be a minor league team at this point. <laughs> and, Drew, I'm really happy about this first team. I and the reason well. I'm really happy about this first team is because they're right down the road from St. Louis. In 2014-2015, they were on top of the world. Imagine, Just imagine this for a second. Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. Imagine he, if he was playing around the same time as the 2014-2015 Kansas City Royals. It would have been madness. It would have been, the city would have been shut down. It would have been all Royals, all Chiefs, all the time. Instead, we have to go all the way back to 2014-2015 when the Chiefs weren't very good and the Royals were on top of the world. They beat the Mets in five games in the 2015 World Series. Now, why are we talking about the Kansas City Royals, you may ask? Why, why are we talking about their collapse? Because their collapse has been horrifically hilarious. And I phrase it that way. Horrifically hilarious. Let me give you some stats, Drew, and, and, and audience. And again, if, if, this, if this is shocking to you, good. It's because the Royals are that bad. Since winning Game 5 of the 2015 World Series, in the next six to seven seasons, including this season, the Royals' overall record includes 442 wins. Oh, wow. They, they have over 400 wins. Compared to 587 losses. For perspective, there are 162 games in an MLB season. You take into account the 60-game season during COVID, and the Royals still had a losing record. All you had to play was 60 games, and you still lost whatever it was, 34 to 36 games. Horrifically bad. They have, are close to 600 losses in the last seven seasons in a 162-game season. If you do the math on that, that is pretty close to 90 to 100 losses per <laughs> season. Oh, this is the same team, Drew, with Eric Hosmer, with Lorenzo Cain, with Alex Gordon. This incredible team. You remember uh, Terrence Gore, the speedster on the 2015 Royals, where it's like, this guy is the X Factor. And where is Terrence Gore now? Nobody knows. No one he knows. just hops around and goes wherever he wants to. That's how long ago this was. That's how long ago it was. They lost to the 2014 San Francisco Giants. They beat the 2015 Mets. And there is an APB out for them since then. 
about success, about baseball, about anything related to major league success, Kansas City Royals are nowhere to be found. Poor Salvador Perez, bro, by the way, 41 years old. He's a part of this team still for some reason, and <laughs> I have no clue why. I have no clue why Salvador Perez is even part of the Kansas City Royals. He needs to go. He needs to find somewhere to go to play for another baseball team, or he needs to go and just retire because the Royals aren't anything worth mentioning anymore. Uh, thoughts on that before I give uh, some more just cool golden nuggets? I mean, I'll guess, I guess I can try and brighten up the mood with uh, Royals fans. But <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 no. Just bury them. Yeah, you really can't. You really can't. I mean, you guys do have Bobby Wood Jr. ranked the top prospect in baseball, also called up now, obviously. Having a great year. He's really good. Uh, definitely going to build around him in the future. But um, I really can't tell you anyone else in their farm system. It's so we, bad. It's we were so talking bad. about off-camera, bro. I, can you name another Royals player besides Salvador Perez I and Bywood Jr.? Zach Granke. He's back with the team. But that Zach is Granke. It. That's it. Oh, man. It's bad. It's bad. Six out of the last seven years have been losing seasons. And the seventh season that wasn't a losing season, they went 500. 81 and 81. So it's bad. It's bad. And you're finishing dead last, by the way, in the American League Central, which is the NFC East equivalent in baseball. It's the worst division in baseball, and you're finishing last. Alrighty, we are back. So we are going to be giving a top five all-time Dodgers list. We're going to be going back and forth. We got to depend on each other for this. This is going to be tough. At the number five spot, I think I'm going to be putting Pee Wee Reese. Okay? Okay. Pee Wee Reese. 10-time All-Star, uh, the stolen base leader in 1952. I think he's a good – I think that's a good start for us right there. So who would you be putting at number four? Number four, doing the top five Dodgers of all time, which I hate to do <laughs> as someone who lived in Los Angeles for a time, Drew. But if I had to pick a number four Dodger of all time, I'm going to go with Justin Turner. Okay. Justin Turner, okay, uh, one of the best postseason clutch hitters uh, in postseason history. Um, this is so difficult. Uh, <laughs> Justin Turner, um, he's one of the backbones of the Dodgers. Been there basically his entire career, and yeah, he's he's a hard, he's a difficult, if not one of the more difficult outs in MLB postseason history when it comes to getting a hit, getting a home run. Whatever you need, Justin Turner's going to give it to you. Uh, so I would have to put Justin Turner, just from postseason success, on my number four spot for the Dodgers. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. but um... Me neither. But... Okay. <laughs> All righty. I guess we'll put number three. <clears throat> number three, I feel like we have to put Clayton Kershaw. I don't okay. know how you feel about that. Okay. Uh, Nine-time All-Star, future Hall of Famer, one of the GOATs, one of the best yep. pitchers, I think, in the game ever. But... um. I think number three, we're going to put Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw, I like that. Um, I'm going to put this guy at number two. This is pressure, we talk, man. We this talked, pressure. Uh, bro, this, and this only gives you one option for number one. Exactly. So if you don't do it, you've, you've definitely failed me. But uh, I had to put him at number two just because his overall stats weren't as good as who I'm thinking for number one. And I hope you're thinking. Number two is Jackie Robinson. Okay. Okay. So I can't put Jackie Robinson number one. And the reason is, and it's great. Like he broke the color barrier. He was the first African-American athlete in, in professional baseball. 
unbelievable. Like we celebrate Jackie Robinson Day every year. It's a great day to celebrate in baseball. Everyone wears number 42. It's awesome. When we talk about actual baseball stats, I can't put him the number one Dodger of all time because of the guy I have in my head. Now, Drew <laughs> is the person that you have also in my head. I hope. It's got to be. It's got to be. Sandy Koufax. There we yes, go. Sir. Now we're now we're firing all cylinders. One of the best pitchers, period. I mean, yep. just l- looking at his stats, we'll, we'll run by his stats real quick. I mean, three-time Cy Young, two-time World Series MV- MVP, let alone going to the World Series, four-times World Series champion, seven-time All-Star. I mean, one of the GOATs. One of the what goats. else can you say? What else can you say except I hate picking the top five daughters of all time, Drew. Why did you make I me do that? Me. But now it's out I'm of the sorry. way. It's out of the, way. out of the way. It's out of the way. <laughs> uh, if you guys if you guys are watching, leave a comment maybe who you want to see uh, mm. have we rank next. That would be pretty fun. But um, who, who would you have as top five Dodgers of all time? Always like and subscribe. Rate and review the podcast. Obviously, we're on YouTube. We're also on many podcast streaming platforms. So we're not we're not even close to being done yet. But just as a reminder, leave your comments, leave your reviews, and let us know why you also hate picking the top five Dodgers of all time. And give me some some sympathy there. Yes, sir. What we got, Drew? All right, AJ. So I think we're going to tee us up for we all, we all, everyone watching, we love baseball. We hope you love baseball as well, as much as us. And we all fell in love with one player growing up. AJ, yep. who is that player for you? The player who I loved watching. And the player who made me fall in love with baseball is actually not as obvious as it may seem, even though it is kind of obvious. And I like I like the way I set that up there. It's not Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is not the person that I fell in love with watching baseball. But at the same time, it's very obvious. It's crystal clear obvious. In fact, Drew, it's so obvious, it's almost like his jersey is behind me. That's right. Ken Griffey Jr. is the person that I fell in love with baseball because of. Ken Griffey Jr., when he played for the Mariners, I'm, I'm not even talking about his Reds career or what other, whatever other teams he played for. When he was on the Mariners, at the time he was on the Mariners, we were talking about this off camera, Drew. He played right on the end of Michael Jordan's career. So basically, it was as if Michael Jordan took a baton of being the goat of sports and said, here, Ken Griffey Jr., you're taking this mantle from me. Because right when MJ hit the shot uh, against you know Russell or whatever, against the Utah Jazz in 1998, Ken Griffey Jr. was coming in and lighting a fire underneath Major League Baseball. He's one of the only guys to ever have his own cleat, his own shoe. I mean, the guy was all over the place. I've never seen so much MLB marketing for a, bit, for a player since Ken Griffey Jr. You have all these Dairy Queen commercials now and whatever in the world they're doing, bro. I don't understand what the marketing is. They did a great job with the All-Star game this year. But the White King Griffey Jr. was just controlling the market. I mean, you could have been watching a movie, bro, on TV, and the commercial breaks could have been King Griffey Jr. That's how much of a centerpiece of baseball that he was. And then also, how can I not mention in the same sentence of King Griffey Jr., backyard baseball? Backyard (laughs) baseball changed the way I looked at sports, changed the way I looked at baseball, changed the way I followed baseball. Because when you're seven or eight years old and you open your old Mac or your old PC and you're playing a computer game called Backyard Baseball, if you don't love baseball after that, you do not have a soul. That is how good Backyard Baseball was. 
Drew, Drew and I have also agreed that at one point or another, we're going to do a backyard baseball draft segment because you guys just need to know all the love that you that we have for all these players that maybe you've heard of, maybe you're fist pumping right now. Like, I can't believe they brought backyard baseball. <laughs> and maybe you're like, I have no clue what they're talking about. Ken Griffey Jr. was one of the centerpieces of that game as well. It's the pros as kids. It's all that. Drew, we're just going to have to get into it at some point. Just our love for that computer game. I mean, yeah. it's it's incredible. But Ken Griffey Jr., the player I fell in love with and consequentially fell in love with baseball because of, I love it. 24, Mariners jersey. I'm not going to put it on because all I'm going to do is people are going to clip that and they're going to be like, he's a fraud. He's not a Cardinals fan. He's a Mariners fan. I'm a King Griffey Jr. fan. Drew, who is the person you fell in love with watching baseball? It had to be Derek Jr., right? Mm, no. So two <laughs> things. Two things before I get into that. One hundred percent doing a backyard baseball draft. Hundred percent, unbelievable. Number two, it. number two. Congrats to those Mariners fans out there for finally getting back into the playoffs. Yep. Got to give you a round of applause for that. But um, the player I most in, most fell in love with, kind of random. Grew up a Yankees fan. You know, we had Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera. Really random. Curtis Granderson. So <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. It's so random, but. I mean, when I was a kid, I, baseball has been around me my whole life, so I've always had a love for it, day I was born, pretty much. But I never watched it as a kid, like, too much. I wasn't watching full games like I do now. Um, but when I did watch it, Curtis Granderson was on the Yankees, and for some reason I just was attached to him. I have no clue why, really don't know why. Um, but I would go from things like, just little things, from copying his batting stance in Little League when I would play, I mean... I had my Xbox on Gamertag as like the Grandy Man or something like that. Yes. I don't. Yes, true. So, just little things like that. I had an attachment to him for some reason. Um, and it was really my first favorite player. I mean, I really didn't have a ton. I mean, I looked up to all the Yankees, of course, but for some reason I was attached to him. I'm not too sure why, but mm. I mean, he, he jumped around to a bunch of teams. I mean, he was on the Mets as well. And he kind of came out and said that he liked being a Met more than a Yankee. Um, that kind of upset me a little bit. Kind of ruined my childhood mm. self. But um, that's really mm. it. That is Randy, really man, it. how could you do it, bro? How could you do that to Drew? How, how in the world? Hurts inside. Speaking of not having a this. soul, bro. Oh, my I know word. he's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> you know Curtis Granderson is watching this, bro. Yep. I mean, come on. Dude, I love that. I love this shout-out for Curtis Granderson. Mariners, by the way, you were, you were mentioning it. Mm -hmm. Bro, did you see their position player got the victory the I other did. day? I did. Uh, I don't know how often that happens, but that's like they got they're they're checking all the boxes this year, making exactly, the playoffs, man, and a so position player getting a pitching victory, bro. Like, oh my word! But Curtis Granderson, Ken Griffey Jr. If you're watching this, we know you're probably not, but at the small <laughs> chance that you are, we love you guys. Curtis Granderson was never in backyard baseball, by the way. I don't no. know why. He's a great center fielder, a great player, whatever. You had Kenny Lofton. But, oh, we're, we're going to have to get into it. We're going to have to get into it. We got it. Um, there is our baseball players that we fell in love with and fell in love with baseball because of. And now, Drew, the floor is going to be yours because we are going to talk about Babe Ruth. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're going to talk about Aaron Judge passing Roger Maris, passing everybody in the American League, heck, passing everybody in baseball for the most home runs in American League history. He hit number 62. But Drew, before you get to talking about how excited you were to watch Aaron Judge's 62nd home run, I need you to let the people know, be transparent for a second. You've told me this story. I think it's an all-timer. 
Yeah. Talk about where you were, what you were doing for Aaron Judge's 61st home run, and then talk about the 62nd. This is so disappointing. I'm sorry, whoever's watching this, any Yankee fan that's watching Yankees this. Yankees fans, just don't, don't, please don't hurt Drew after this. Please, please, please protect him. All righty, let's, let's just get right into it. So I'm at my house. I'm laying on the couch. Got the game on. I'm so hyped. Have a feeling he's doing it. This is it. 61 is happening 100%. So like the second inning I'm watching, and I'm, I just fall asleep. I fall asleep in the middle of the game. Um, my cell phone was on my chest. It starts ringing. And it was my dad calling me. He's like, did you see it? I'm like, there's no way that I just missed this because I was asleep. I missed uh, Judge's 61st home run tying Roger Maris. Happened in sixteen or 1961, and I missed it. Um, yeah. Didn't you was, wake up right after it happened, too? Right after it happened. That's when he called me. Right after. I saw him in the dugout and all the teammates were around him. I was, I was so devastated. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so bad. So now I'm on Twitter. I'm scrolling through. Everyone's so hyped. Oh, we just watched this live. I didn't even technically watch it live because I was asleep. It just. Oh. Drew, that th- thank you for for true, that that that's that's truly what a podcast is about. Showing your true colors. That's what people are going to fall in love with you and with me, just as baseball fans, is being transparent about that. I thought it was a spoof, the the sixty first <laughs> home run. I saw some on YouTube, and I was like, some doofus was playing MLB the show and was like, look, Aaron Judge hit his sixty, and it was actually his home run. I had my notifications off. I was a terrible sports fan, as someone who works in sports, and it was like. Bro, I don't even know how we're supposed to do this now. But now Aaron Judge is 62nd. Yeah. And we're actually baseball fans. We do watch these things. We don't fall asleep like we're 70 years old. <laughs> Where were you when Judge is 62nd? Now give us all the goods. All righty. So how, was... how, how was that evening for you? Right, right. So I was actually sitting right here. I was adding a few videos, and I had it on my other monitor right here. I did get to see it live. Very happy. Very happy I got to see it. And... It's uh, it's just unreal. I mean, he's he's rewriting the history books right here. He's gonna get a huge contract. He's gonna secure yeah. that bag. My opinion, the American League MVP, just yeah. unbelievable. I mean, he's putting on one of the most craziest offense seasons we've ever seen, and um, it's just unbelievable. I mean, he's not on triple crown watch anymore. That's kind of impossible at this point. Luisa Rise was sitting out those games, kind of upset about that, but um. Yeah, I mean, something interesting that I saw that a lot of people probably saw was Roger Maris Jr. came out and said that if he did beat it, this was a while ago, but he obviously did, that he should have the American or the all time home home run record. So Mm. I personally, I personally, I'm a Yankees fan. I still personally don't believe that Barry Bonds is the holder of that uh, juiced up or not. I mean. It's it's the same as like the Astros win that World Series. It's still there. They cheated, but it's still there's I guess it's in the books. So um I don't know. Everyone has an opinion about that, but that's what I think. And um hmm. even Judge thinks that. He actually grew up a Giants fan, but Did he really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he did. And it's kind of a wow. uh, kind of scary now that uh a lot of teams are going to be looking into him. So I was going to say, you he said he's going to get the massive bag. We're, we're going to get into that in the offseason because we got a lot of playoff baseball to discuss. But yes, once sir. that offseason hits, it's going to be Aaron Judge watch uh, to see see where he ends up going. But, man, that, that was great. Uh, I was actually doing some work for Clutch Points and was literally just about to stand up to go get something to eat or something, and my Twitter blew up. <laughs> and I was like, no way. 
no way. And so I got to watch the highlight and everything. And my roommate's a Yankees fan. And he was like, bro, he hit 62. So it's cool. Moment of baseball history. We've seen now Albert Poole's 700th home run and Aaron Judge 62 in the same season. That, I mean, we already already had the baseball season of our lives, and October hasn't even hit yet. So yeah. speaking of which, we're excited about October baseball. The playoffs are actually set now. The Braves mm-hmm. win the East. The Mets will have a wild card weekend against San Diego Padres, which I'm very much looking forward to watching that series. Yes. The Padres might shock some people, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I know Drew has no pains on that as a Yankees fan. He probably wants the Mets to, to win it all. No. Um, uh. But in speaking about the playoffs, Drew, we, we've talked about some collapses. And we're just in a really good mood, I guess, about just ragging on people. It's probably because the Cardinals and Mets are, or Cardinals and Yankees sorry, are doing, doing so well. Uh, we need to talk about some very, very disappointing teams this season. Because there are some teams that should have made the playoffs, probably could have made the playoffs. And one of them was kind of close, and the other one wasn't even close, despite having the two best players in baseball over the past five seasons. Uh, Drew, you want, me, you want me to go first? I, I'll, I'll give you a rest since you're, uh, okay. you're, you're still reeling from your from your judge hype, and hope you don't fall yeah. asleep during this segment either. We'll, we'll but let you, uh, we'll... um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, just man. messing with you. But uh, my most disappointing team to miss the playoffs this year is the Chicago White Sox. And I've got a soft spot for this as well because Tony La Russa managed them, and he gave us not one but two World Series uh, in 2006 and 2011 for the St. Louis Cardinals. Tony La Russa is, is just old, really old. Um, he's not a manager anymore. I uh, love the guy. He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. But the way I feel about Tony La Russa is kind of the way everybody feels about Bill Belichick, I feel like, this year. He's lost his fastball, literally. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have what it takes to manage a team. Uh, but in light of all of that, this is not on Tony LaRusso as much as it is on the Chicago White Sox. Listen, y'all, the Chicago Cubs play in the same city as you. They're the lovable losers. They've been the lovable losers. 2016 was the most fluke year if I've ever seen one. Uh, they've never been good since. We're going to get into a Cubs collapse at some point on this podcast. You're not supposed to be worse than the Cubs. And you weren't worse than the Cubs. But if no one looked at your record... They wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Because here's what happened. You have Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Yoan Moncada, Lance Lynn, right? All of these great names. Luis Robert. Like, all these names that you're supposed to be legit. Yasmani Grandal, Liam Hendricks. I mean, I can just keep going. You were trying to lose. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You were trying to lose your division. You were trying to lose the playoffs, you were trying to lose your season. Because every time, and I, and I watched, bro, I watched uh, pregame shows, I watched all these shows, oh, the White Sox are going to do it. They're going to they're gonna win the division. Bro, the AL Central was the pits this year. Like, it was Crazy. awful. It was so bad. Nobody wanted to win that division. The Guardians somehow did because they were the Guardians and they got hot. The Twins, the White Sox, they were trying to, it was like they were vying for a draft pick or something. <laughs> it made no sense. It made no sense at all. Tony La Russa was walking batters on one and two counts. Let me type it. On one and two counts. One ball and two strikes. Oh, let's just walk him. What? <laughs> what is that? It makes no sense. Tim Anderson got hurt, broke his thumb. Uh, so that didn't help either. But you're the White Sox. And the White Sox, if nobody remembers took the Astros to the brink last year of the playoffs. 
to the brink. We're talking about the same Houston Astros that only have Carlos Correa missing from their squad. This is a very, very good baseball team. The White Sox are not. And they're the most disappointing team, in my opinion, this year to miss the playoffs. Who knows what happens to them after this? They might even turn into a collapse story. But since 2005 and winning the World Series way back in the day, what have the White Sox been except it's a flash in the pan every once in a while that don't have any postseason success? The White Sox were very, very disappointing. But, Drew, they might not have been the most disappointing team no. in baseball this year. Nope. Well, one thing to look out if you're a White Sox fan, Tony's Tony's not going to be the skipper next year. Uh, that True. He's not going to be the skipper. He's one thing to look. One thing I do want to look into, though, Donnie Baseball is also not going to be the skipper of the Marlins. So, I mean, just, I don't know. Just bringing that up. Just bringing that up. You want Don Miley to manage the White Sox? You never know. You never know. When it rains, it pours, man. I don't know if that would be a good idea. I don't know if that would be a good idea at all. We'll see. We'll see if, uh, we'll see what happens. I don't think he's done with his manager career, though, Donnie Baseball. I think he's, Mm. uh, I think he's staying in the game. I'm just, just saying. But that's a take to take might the White Sox may have not been one of the most disappointing teams every year. This team disappoints me to the max. Like AJ said earlier, the two best players in baseball on their team, the angels. Now, I mean, I'll keep saying it. The two best players in baseball, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, both on that team. And I think this just shows that baseball is such a different sport from any other sport. Um, like Otani may just go down as the best player ever in baseball with his career almost when it's almost finished. And the best way I can compare this to is LeBron with basketball. I mean, he can probably, I mean, he's done it. He can carry your team through the playoffs. Um, Otani obviously cannot Mike, he has the help of Mike Trout as well. Can't even get to the playoffs. And I don't know, man, it's just, uh, it's just so disappointing. I mean, they got to do something. I mean, I, their pitchers, Patrick Sandoval, that's like their only other pitcher that I know besides Otani on that team. Um, super average, like a 3.04 ERA. And the thing that really irritates me here is the other team that was involved when Garrett Cole was going to sign with the Yankees was the Angels. And um, <laughs> how do you mess that up? I'm a Yankees fan, and I am more than glad to have Garrett Cole. I love him. Very happy he's in New York. He grew up a Yankees fan himself. Perfect for the team. But um, if you're the Angels and you have Otani and Mike Trout on that team, and you you can go out and get Garrett Cole, start a bid war with the Yankees and try and get him. I mean, the Yankees would obviously would end up winning. But um, I don't. He's from he's from uh, California, so I mean, you know, he could have friends and family go to all the games. I mean, it's just. Uh, the Angels really just blow it every single year, and something's got to change there. I mean, it's uh, it's not good, man. It's not bad. good. It's bad. And you know how bad it is, Drew? You didn't even bring up Mike Trout. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. You just described how disappointing the Angels were, and they were so disappointing you forgot about Mike Trout. It's I mean, just... that's how bad the, the LA Angels, Anaheim Angels – I don't even care what whatever they are. Anaheim, Los Angeles, nobody cares about your team at all. The last time anyone ever cared about the Angels, Drew, was the movie Angels in the Outfield, right? <laughs> it could happen. No, it can't. No. It could not happen. I don't care whatever JP says from that movie. 
it's not going to happen for the Angels until you have a clean house moment. You think of Moneyball when they just brought in all these new dudes and it's a great movie with Brad Pitt and uh, who's who's the guy who does the, uh, the the big dude who's the... Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah, the marketing guy. Like, yeah. That's a great movie and that shows the purpose of how you run a baseball team. I think the Angels need to watch that in the offseason, if I'm just being real. like that That's about to the point that we're getting to. The Angels are yeah. so bad. They're I mean, so bad. And the, like you said off camera, we talked about this. Otani signed there for another year. That's just ridiculous. $30 million, bro. That's $30 let million. The man go. Let the man go. Please. <laughs> Mike Trout, let I mean. Free Otani. Please. Free Otani. Put please. in the comments, free Otani. Uh, when Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies uh, during his press conference, he talked a little about of trying to recruit Mike Trout because he was going to be a free agent the year after, I believe. That would have been amazing. I mean, that would have been just Bro, awesome any, to watch. Anything. Any anything team. would be amazing. Like, any team. Oh, my gosh. I just I just need somebody else Yeah. to be like cheering for Mike Trout besides Angels fans because I don't even know if they know how to even watch baseball anymore. Like, it's bad, dude. It's bad. And they don't even like who do they have? The Ducks, yeah, uh, in hockey or whatever. Like they don't have another team, you know. Like this is when it rains, it pours, and it has been pouring for five years straight. I mean, let's be real. There's already a ton of teams in California. You got the Padres, you got the Dodgers, you got the Giant. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we're we're literally making a case that the Angels need to be a minor league team. That's yeah. that's what we're petitioning. That's Frio time in the comments and also. Hashtag send the angels to the minors. That that let's just get those two hashtags rolling. But yeah. my word, bro! Like the White Sox were bad. They were super disappointing. But Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on your same team. Do you know how many times, bro? They had multi. Like they both homered in the game. Otani struck out ten or something, and they lost. Like it happened like seven or eight times this season. Like they each had thirty-five home runs. It's what just, do we gotta uh, do? What do we I gotta do? In the off season, we better see something. I mean, if you're if you're bringing Otani back, please do something. It, I don't know. What did you say off camera too about Anthony Rendon? You forgot he played oh, for the Angels. Like, yeah, I literally forgot he was on the Angels. There, dude, that was like one of the best hitters from 2019, and he's actually yeah. I actually have a video going up on all the socials on Clutch Point about some of the worst contracts in history. He just might be up there. I mean, we don't know exactly yet, but um. Like he doesn't. Uh, I, 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 we'll get into it later. We'll we'll bring it up again. <laughs> we but, got um, we got to put the Angels to rest because they don't yeah. deserve any more airtime than, than what it's we've so given bad. them. The, the so only bad. time that we're gonna bring up the Angels is in like disappointing segments. These are the biggest collapses. Oh, the Angels. <laughs> These are the most disappointing. Oh, the Angels. Like you're You'll never gonna them. hear them in a good light yeah. ever. So that's disappointing. But Drew, the playoffs start this week. I'm super hyped. Cardinals, Phillies in St. Louis. You get to kick back and relax. You get to get all your sleeping in now, Drew. You yes, get to get, sir. I'm sorry, I'll get off your back. But no, you get to <laughs> you get to you get to rest up so that you're ready for the for the postseason. Uh, how are you feeling watching the wild card series? You get to basically scout for the next week. Give yes, your sir. take real quick before we head out. I really want. Well, I obviously think that the uh, the Rays are going to just blow the uh, Guardians out of the water here. Wow. I really do. Wow. I know I said last That's week, you know, tape, this bro. if the Guardians end up playing the Yankees, I, I don't know. I really don't know if the uh, the Rays are a really hot postseason team the last few years. Um, so 
it's going to be tough. And I'd like to get some revenge, some uh, vengeance with the uh, Rays. So we'll have to see there. But uh, how about the uh, the? We got to talk about the Cardinals and Phillies here. We need we need to see how you're feeling here. What what do we need to talk about, bro? We got like, We got to see. Do, do you want me to be honest with you? Oh, I'm I'm shaking <laughs> in my boots, bro. Come on. St. Louis, October baseball, Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright. And I haven't even mentioned Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado this entire podcast. True. I hope you're proud True. of me. I haven't even brought those guys up this entire podcast. True. I brought up Yadier Molina in our catcher segment, and I didn't even mention those guys. Those guys play for the Cardinals. So any, oh, your bunny slipper. Like, I'm in my bunny slipper shaking, bro. That's how scared I am. The Phillies are nothing, dude. If we don't no. sweep them, I, I don't think I told you this. If we don't sweep them, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. If we don't um, win game one and game two, if this goes to game three, I'm going to be so upset, bro. It does not deserve to go to game three. It should not go yeah, to game three. It so, doesn't. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, yeah, there's really no need for the Phillies to even win a game. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm also just thinking about the Mariners and uh, Blue Jays series. That's going to be a great series. I think the Mariners take it to the Blue Jays. I've already mentioned that before, but Julio Rodriguez is going to show out. They don't get to play any home games in that wild card series, but I think it's going to be a great, great, great series. Uh, so it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I think they're going to be really great. They're going to go really well. It's an incredible month we have ahead of us. We've had a great baseball season overall, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the Yankees have in store with Drew's Yankees. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Cardinals have in store for Poole's last ride and Molina's last ride. Probably Wainwright's as well. We'll see. But thank you guys so much for watching. We do appreciate you guys. Drew, any final thoughts? Nope. Uh, Angels, please get better. That's it. Angels, please get better. Please, please get better. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Rate and review the podcast. We're pumping this out every single week. And when the playoffs start, you need look no further than the dugout for all of your baseball content. I'm Cardinals fanatic AJ Caldwell. That is the Yankees ride or die guy, Drew Zagrosi. Do the Yankees get 28th World Series championship this year? Or the Cardinals get their 12th? Or is it another team? Let us know. And until then, we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys. See you.